0: To have frozen. Um, I'm reading about throat.
1: how. Oh. I'm reading about how as soon as Mike Falasitas got voted off the show, um, it was at the same time as someone called Jessica Rose, and they weren't coupled up. They got voted off, both of them, and then they went back to the hotel where they was like keeping people in Mallorca and then they fucked. the night after after being voted off.
0: And hadn't fucked before. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a cute story, isn't it? Mm. Oh, here's a Guardian article I pulled up today. Can I have sex? A guide to intimacy during the coronavirus
1: outbreak. Tell me all about it.
0: Well, according to today's Guardian... Can I Have Sex, A Guide to Intimacy During the Coronavirus Outbreak? With countries on lockdown and millions being made to stay at home, it's unsurprising many couples and single people are wondering what coronavirus means for their sex lives. Mm -hmm. With this in mind, we asked three experts five of the most pressing questions about intimacy during the pandemic. Is COVID-19 sexually transmissible? Dr Jessica Justman we're not seeing patterns that indicate sexual transmission. It's primarily spread through respiratory droplets and touching contaminated surfaces. Uh, it's thought to be the secondary mode of transmission. Neither of those
1: things have anything to do with sex.
0: Well, I know. I mean, if you if you do it without kissing, which is the right way. Yes. Um,
1: but you have to do it without right breathing.
0: Yeah, you should never breathe during sex. It's dangerous.
2: It's
1: true.
0: Um Dr. Carlos Rodriguez-Diaz says, there is no evidence that the COVID-19 can be transmitted by either vaginal or anal intercourse. However, kissing is a very common practice during sexual intercourse. It's a common practice. Thank you, doctor. And the virus can be transmitted via saliva. Therefore, the virus can be transmitted by kissing. There is also evidence of oral fecal transmission of the COVID-19 and that implies that analingus may represent a risk for infection oh millennials around the world heartbroken they can't rim um number two so is it okay to have sex Just men? if you or your partner is a COVID-19 case the advice is to be clear of each other as much as possible if you live with a regular blah 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 but for people who don't have symptoms and don't have any recent likely exposure and have been staying close to home I think that if it's within your own household, it's a different story. If you live with a regular partner and you don't have symptoms or likely exposure, sex might actually be a great way to have fun. <laughs> Thank you, Doctor. Stay connected and relieve anxiety during this potentially stressful time. What about new partners? This is what I'm interested in. Marcus, the recommendation right now is that we try to stay home as much as we can and really only interact with people for things that are essential, like groceries and rimming. It doesn't say that. And mm. even when we do that, try to keep some physical distance of about six feet from other people. That would definitely make sex a challenge. Rodriguez Diaz, sexual intercourse may decrease during the next few weeks, but other forms of expressing eroticism such as sexting, video calls, reading erotica and read, Who's
1: Rodrigo and Diaz?
0: Dr. Rodriguez. <laughs> Rodriguez Diaz.
1: Rodrigo Diaz.
0: No, Rodriguez Diaz.
1: There's two f- surnames.
0: Doctor, it's hyphenated, Dr. Carlos Rodriguez-Diaz.
1: Oh, Dr. Carlos Rodriguez, okay. Because what is he making a statistical claim? Oh, yeah, people are going to be sexting. That's my doctor opinion.
0: Yeah, number four, how can someone keep sex toys clean? Rodriguez-Diaz, just use soap and water.
2: (laughs) Why are they asking this guy?
0: Uh, uh, We don't know how long the pandemic pandemic will last what do you say to someone who's single now and doesn't want to wait months before they can be intimate with someone Mm, asking for a friend rodriguez diaz if you're concerned about practicing social distancing for too long make sure that you and the people you know practice social distancing now the sooner we do it the sooner we'll see a decline in new infections and the sooner we'll be able to change our practice of socializing Mm. rather than focusing on the future we need to focus on the present use these couple of weeks to channel your energy explore yourself maybe think about what it it is that you're looking for mm-hmm. and you could do that by yourself it can be a great opportunity to explore other ways of engaging with new sexual partners that you meet online by sexting or using video calls so dr carlos e rodriguez diaz is a process- professor at george washington university's milken institute school of uh, Public here
1: Health. i found him the milky boy He's a Milken. He's from the Milken Institute. Oh, he looks like a he looks like a real deviant.
0: All right. Well, we'll that's good to know. I mean
1: He's bald, number one.
0: I love a bald man.
1: Yeah. Well you're a deviant also.
0: I am. And that's not at the moment. <laughs> So we watched uh, episode nine of Love Island UK season two tonight, didn't we, Sammy? Mm-hmm. And not a lot happened, uh, except that there were there was like there seemed to be some sort of wholesale release of sexual tension between a number of the couples.
1: On well, once the show. again, that could just be an editor thing, right?
0: It's true, except that we saw some some real conversations the day after of people talking about who had had sex and
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and
0: who hadn't.
1: Mm. But that, um, that could also be that they've just cut together like five days worth of fucking and five days worth yes. of conversations about fucking and made them all seem like they're on the same day.
0: I mean, that's true, but we, we, we take this show at face value. Um, <laughs> for the purposes of just recapping an episode, we're, we're sort of going to have to.
1: Oh, I was um, I, I was speaking just as you as we spoke about off air, and I'm not sure how much I can say. I've Got the inside word that the producers do do what's called Franken grabs. Explain is,
0: to me what Franken grabs are.
1: They construct whole new sentences. They just grab words from people, and so oh, yeah, and then yeah. make a whole new sentence. And through editing, like, or yeah. they'll make a whole conversation that never really existed. And so, if they're doing that, I don't think yeah. it's beyond them to just cut together five days' worth of sex and make it seem as if it all happened on one day.
0: So you got this. I mean, I'm like very familiar, having been a long time fan of other reality TV shows. Mm.
2: Um,
0: the Bachelor and the Bachelorette are notorious for Franken grabs, right? Um, and the continuity is terrible. Like it's quite obvious when they're doing it. Let, let alone the the sound bites that they come up with are just they're. Yeah, they're Frankenstein-y. And yeah. Like I was in yesterday love with Sophie. <laughs> but isn't um, the thing
1: that you I would, and Oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: Oh no, you go.
1: Uh isn't the it's sorry, there's a delay and so I never I I it's hard to know exactly when you're talking. But um mm. the thing about the Franken grab and like the thing that you and I are always trying to explore is like doesn't the Frankengrab grab tell a a truth also, if, if not even sometimes a truer truth because it is um, the editors and the producers are interpreting the unconscious of their subjects uh, being the… Contestants. Well, being us actually. We're the subjectivity that's most important to this, right? The audience. Right. So they're interpreting what we want. They're trying to interpret our desire and serve it to mm. us. Mm. And their object that they use is whatever the productions of these the mm. contestants. And so um, I mean this is the Franken Grab can be truer than the normal grab at your' your you garden variety grab
0: well true true or in a that's a fairly uh abstract as true sense. but nevertheless I, I i'd be you know a, as the as a porn contestant whose mm. words have been mangled um and and possibly m- mangled to produce something that more truthfully reflects
1: See, this is why I want to talk to it's Vanessa safe. so badly.
0: But, but I'd still be pissed if I watched it back and they had a Franken grab of me saying, "I love Tom but painted don't egg." You,
1: but what if? Okay, but what if? <laughs> what if it said that? What if it said, "I love Tom painted egg," and <laughs> and then and and then this is like six months from now, and I ask you about it, and you go, "You know what? I never said that, but actually." I kind of do love Tom painted egg.
0: It's it, entirely possible it's, <laughs> because you like his kid. little
1: tortoiseshell headband.
0: I really like that little headband.
1: And you like the way he treats Sophie. Yeah. He's impressed you.
0: I mean, I just gave my own Franken grab. Really, it, I tried to pull something. tried. Yeah, you tried to pull something. You free associated my mind. <laughs> and I, I've, ad, I've admitted to you uh, and to the world that I love painted egg.
1: You love Tom painted egg.
0: I do like how he treats Sophie. TPE. Tom painted egg.
1: Yeah, which is also the um, the the acronym for a material that's used in yoga mats. Right. Yeah, it goes it PV- like- PVC. That's the lower level. Then TPE, that's a middle level, and it's biodegradable apparently. And then there's natural oh, yeah. rubber, that's like the top oh, level. Oh
0: yeah, that's the fancy pants yoga mat. Yeah,
1: not that you can find a yoga mat anywhere right now in the virus times.
0: Oh, they've 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 been snapped up, have they?
1: Yeah, that's how you know it's the eucalyptus.
0: In, when in, in eucalyptic times,
2: mm.
0: in post-eucalyptic times, mm-hmm. there's no Nintendo Switches or yoga mats.
1: Yeah, I knew it was fucked when Nintendo Switches doubled in price compared to Christmas time last year because I was thinking about yeah. getting one and they were like $270 and now they're over
0: $500. Yeah, it's like gold.
1: As they've got older. But of course,
0: no. Because something happened. Like it it was the console that everyone went to. It was the go-to console in pandemic times. The man at JB Hi-Fi told me he he was astounded. He said, "There's not one left in the country."
1: Right, because it's easier to get into it than in like PS4 and Xbox, whatever Xbox we're up to now. They're like a bigger. They scared me more than the Switch.
0: Totally. I think maybe it's more accessible for like a wider audience. Mm, mm, so mm. if families are going to be all together, um, the Nintendo Switch can be played by, by young and old alike.
1: I'm going to have to get a PlayStation, aren't I?
0: That's lame. We've got a Switch. <laughs>
1: yeah. But you, you, you got in before the rush.
0: Yeah, we got in like four days before they all sold out.
1: Mm. Um. All right, so but
0: but going that's back to Frank and Grab, uh, yeah, and because you you might have it, you you've spoken to someone on the inside. Mm. Um, you oh, don't know how hard oh, it is
1: oh, to be a, to be a knowledgeable
0: man. Oh, it's I watched hard, Twilight for the
1: first time um, a couple nights ago. Only the first half of the first movie.
0: I've never watched it. Yeah, you don't um, need to. Let, it's
1: really really. Um, I thought it would be guiltily good, but it was just not. It was just not good. But um, I'm definitely
0: not going to watch that.
1: Robert Pattinson, who's a very beautiful man, uh, mm-hmm. is like uh, you don't you don't want to be near me, you don't want to know what I know, stuff like that. Oh,
0: he I'm, feels infected.
1: I'm a killer. I'm a predator. Wait,
0: he is a vampire, right? Yeah. Um. I mean, the vampire story is is sort of a, it's a pandemic story.
1: Mm. The vampire story is a pandemic story. Isn't the zombie more proper to the... But
0: do you, you become a vampire upon being bitten, don't you? Yes. you need blood.
1: But aesthetically, they're like quite regal, the vampire.
0: Okay. So often, I mean, this relates to, they often are, they often have a Jacobean thrill.
1: Mm. There's like some class analysis of the vampire versus zombie story, right?
0: Yeah, zombies do seem um, totally working class, blue collar and the vampire is high society mm, mm, and yeah. like sexy.
1: Vampires are capo dogs and zombies are what, like uh, class trader ideologues? So mm. just like poor people who support, who, bootlickers.
0: Yeah, yeah. Who
1: Not class conscious.
0: No, exactly. But the vampire the vampire narrative is often about like their, you know, their thirst for blood as analogous to sexual desire, mm. right? And mm-hmm. often when you see the the human side of a vampire, like you know, the good vampire, like Robert Robert Pattinson, who mm. is warning his love interest, like, don't come near me because my desire will overcome me and then you'll be infected by me. Mm-hmm. Which I think relates directly to the navigation of our sex lives under COVID. Go on. Well, how far, okay, I'm not talking about like live-in partners and Mm. long-term couples, Mm -hmm. but people who are trying to figure out how to date. Mm -hmm. And we know that online dating sites like Tinder, the stats have just exploded People are using them far more than they were three weeks ago.
1: But that's crazy, isn't it? That's yeah. just a that's just a real demand to be edged.
0: Well, exactly. By the whole world, like, the whole
1: world is are just asking for blue ball.
0: I know. So why has use increased? Yeah. When its use cannot culminate in se- in a sexual act. Well, just in turn a ph- in a physical act.
1: Turn the problem into the solution. Go on. It's precisely for that reason that it's increased. Precisely yeah. because it can't end in a physical act.
0: Yeah. So does it become more appealing?
1: I think it's either more appealing or it's also less danger, like less risky,
0: less threatening. Yeah. Or like it's a there's mixture also of those just two. it's. I mean, there's also like a, a a sensible reason, which is that people can't go to go out to parties and bars anymore, and so. They're needing to get online to mm. flirt, so to speak.
1: Yeah, sure. So um, it's, it's titillating enough. So that's that's another one, yeah. That it's not it's not even meant to culminate in anything. It's just an outlet for Socializing. For that particular type of socializing, yeah, that you would ordinarily yeah. have at a bar or a party. Yeah. Maybe I mean I wonder if the use of LinkedIn has increased <laughs> because people also miss their um, benign and asinine interactions at work. <laughs> or what if what if people are flirting more on LinkedIn because they miss flirting with colleagues at work? Yes, LinkedIn is the real transgressive like pickup zone. That's the place to. That's the place to be sliding into the DMs.
0: Oh well, I mean that's like yeah, that's like sexy prohibited space, right?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Posting deep pics on LinkedIn
0: and like. <laughs> But like putting a little tie on it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How does LinkedIn work? Do they have a feed? They don't. Do they? It's just like it's just a it's just a directory of names. And then you, <laughs> it's
2: not a feed. <laughs>
1: and then you turn up oh, on maybe. a on a CV, right? Yeah. That's essentially what it is, right?
0: I think you just have to. Uh, to be honest, I've never had a LinkedIn. Don't Nor know, I. have I. one, but it, um, I think that I think it, it's just your profile. Yeah. And then you get you get you get um notifications when someone's checked out your profile
1: it should be a feed and you just post like really sexy documents that you completed at work
0: oh or like boobs on the photocopier shot
1: oh no yeah sure that too but i meant i meant just like oh finish finished the tpe forms today
0: oh just posting banal work documents
1: yeah just proof that you work you know <laughs> So good to be by the photocopier this afternoon.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um,
1: I'm feeling very linked so, in.
0: Okay, great. Yeah, you've you've sounds like LinkedIn's really your. It's tickling my, my imagination,
1: mind. LinkedIn, right now. I feel okay, like it's on, a. Thi- I, I, I want to get a LinkedIn account because I feel like there's some trolling to be done.
0: Yeah,
1: you're gonna get deregistered. <laughs> I'm gonna start shit posting on LinkedIn. <laughs>
0: Oh,
1: you are. You just wait. LinkedIn is the next frontier. Oh. Yeah. So
0: I I think LinkedIn's always terrified me because you can't look at, you can't, if you click on someone's LinkedIn profile, Mm. they're automatically notified that you've done that.
1: Oh, really? And by you, like, no, it was you.
0: Yeah, I think so. There's like a, it's like, it's it's, this, like, it's really transparent, the browsing. That's fucking
1: narky bullshit.
0: Yeah, it's like you get to see the very beginning stages of being headhunted simply because, you know, the HR manager from that company has looked at your LinkedIn profile.
1: Or your ex-boyfriend has looked at the profile.
0: Exactly. Right. And like, you know, you're crushing on a nerd if, you know, their only internet presence is on their LinkedIn account or something. I don't know.
1: Well, no, if their only presence is a LinkedIn account? They're not a nerd. Yeah, like if you're
0: trying to. They're
1: a psychopath. No, they're like- <laughs> if they're a nerd, they're going to have Reddit or something.
0: Oh, yeah, I don't mean like an internet nerd. Oh, um, what
1: type of nerd?
0: Just like. A work, work nerd. A work
2: nerd. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: a work nerd who doesn't like anime or um, My Little Pony or anything. Yeah, or yeah, everyday no kinks carry. At
0: all. No kinks at all. They don't just, even like
1: cool pocket knives or titanium wallets or special yeah, types exactly. of pens.
0: I mean, they might, but they they might not be on on the internet about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, the internet <laughs> made those categories.
0: So, how do you go on a date? Uh, you know, we just read that article from the Guardian about people's sex lives and Corona mm-hmm. and thinking about whether or not I'm thinking at the moment about whether or not pursuing any sort of interaction on Tinder or Hinge or whatever, is it just an exercise in edging oneself or is it an earnest sort of attempt at creating something that might be more meaningful uh, under this experiment where physical contact is prohibited.
1: Right. Well, I see the link here with the Love Island situation, which is that even though we know now that they do fuck on that show, there's still oh, definitely yeah. some limits to their physical interactions. But actually yes. maybe, I mean not not enough. I mean they're just essentially just fucking on a school camp. It's not really I mean that's pretty much the hottest situation, isn't it?
0: Um, with dozens of cameras, even hotter. Yeah, but but different. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that that's even hotter for the participants necessarily.
1: Okay. Well, okay. So to answer your question, sure. Surely you can. You can pursue something meaningful and significant. I mean, notwithstanding. The extra opportunities for uh, getting off or not getting off. I think that
0: exactly. I think the the, the 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 abstinence. Yeah. Or like the like the possibility of of needing to maintain abstinence. Yeah. Is getting is getting at the contestants off, and I think it has the capacity to make for some um, increased erotic. Erotically charged situations in coroni as well. Yeah, the
1: coroni yes. times definitely have that, um, like Victorian longing to them. Yeah. Mm. yeah
0: and Sophie sure. Graydon, our Sophie Graydon is the perfect example, isn't she? Like we talked about.
1: Well, because she's um, with your boyfriend, wife. but she doesn't really like him that much and she's not too much. <laughs> and by
0: she's him. so horny and she's she's admitting to it. And but she's I mean, not horny her, for him. her like the sadness with which she reports. No, not. but okay. So regardless of like um, Frank and grabs, mm. I think it was pretty clear that at this point, on day seven or day eight of being in the villa, there are a lot of couples that are sort of semi-settled. Um, there was a lot of talk about sex and mm-hmm. sexual frustration and sexual release and we know that Nathan and Kara had sex for the first time cuz they talked about it openly yeah um
1: and was Scott it on air that you dis- disputed in- that last week
0: um yeah but that wasn't that wasn't when they had sex it was that was the night the episode that we would just watch they had just had sex
1: i okay i thought that but they the were referring to the episode that we watched where it was contentious whether or not they'd had sex. I thought they were making reference to that episode. No,
0: because remember we saw that night vision, we mm. saw the night vision night mm, in mm, mm. and that's and that was a different night.
1: Right, okay.
0: And that was the one they were talking about. So they
1: fucked again.
0: Well, I think she jerked him off, but anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um Marlon and Terry, only recently coupled, they had sex mm-hmm. uh, and admitted to it. Scott mm-hmm. and Katie had sex. Mm-hmm. And it's Sophie and Tom, who have been coupled since the very beginning, they are the most stable one, well, one of two. Yeah, after Cara couples. and Nathan. Yeah. Exactly. And Sophie, being the most openly horny housemate, mm-hmm. admitted that they hadn't had sex.
1: Do you think there's something in that? I mean, we we both remarked that there was not a lot of Sophie in this episode yet again. I just don't know wh- when it's yeah. going to happen, but I know she becomes a focus of the show. It just hasn't happened yet. But are we learning yeah. a lot about her from this business of… Um,
0: Abstinence.
1: Yeah, from the, wh- like what what… Ethic is she following in maintaining yeah. maintaining like fidelity to Tom, who she clearly likes well enough but isn't in love with isn't, that, isn't attracted to you know, know. she's not, she's not prudish, she's not frigid So she's
0: the opposite we know that she's but, so she's like she loves well, sex, she's
1: mentioned it many times. Yeah. but
0: she talks about her sex positivity. she talks about being fun flirty, feisty, mm. I drink what I want, I do what I want.
1: Mm. So she's clearly doing what she wants, which is not doing Tom.
0: Not having sex with Tom, she, she doesn't
1: want to do Tom. So like what is it that she's doing by staying with him? Is she just biding her time or is there something else that she's actually achieving right now?
2: It's a
0: great question. Um, I think she's sort of like maybe smartly or sensibly choosing her battles or, yeah, biding her time for a, for a genuine reason to, to transgress mm-hmm. and there, one hasn't presented itself to her yet.
1: Waiting for um, a better offer.
0: Waiting for a better offer that ha- hasn't yet entered the villa and... Until then, she's she has a lot of kindness and a lot of respect for Pank Tedeg. I mean Tom, and um, isn't going to fuck around on that.
1: Yeah, I don't know. But it's isn't sort of isn't, isn't that anyway? Or, like, isn't that maybe just as deceptive or worse to what what she is doing? Then,
0: well, unfortunately, though, like in Love Island, there isn't an alternative. Yeah. Because if she if she said I'm not into you, you can't just float about as a single person.
1: Yeah, so she can't just say to him, "Hey, listen, don't um hitch your wagon to my star" whatever the yeah. hell. Yeah. She could she say that. Say, she could say that. I mean, it would be self-sacrificial, but she could be like, um, I'm not that into you." Maybe we should just I mean, be friends, and then yeah. when and when in you know if a boy or a girl comes in that we like, then have at it.
0: I mean that would be that would be a noble thing to do. Yeah. Um, people rarely take up that position if they're in a sort of nice mutual. Yeah. Arrangement, because the next vote, so the 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 men have the next um, choice. Is that right? Coming up, well, they have. But the there's power. new guys
1: coming into the villa. We discovered today, yeah, so I'm assuming the that, girls have the next vote.
0: Oh, the women! Oh, the women will have the power. They they were the last ones to have the power, weren't they?
1: yeah um, but how else can they do it if there's there's going to be like four spare men, or how many were there? three three or four oh, well, new two, guys
0: three, but two women came in, so yeah, I don't know who has we don't we don't know who's going to get the next voting power yeah right
1: um, okay, so anyway, but th- as far as Sophie goes, that covers one side of the equation, which is okay, maybe she's just maybe it's more or less conscious. Slash preconscious, and she's just biding her time and waiting for a better offer. But what about the idea that this is serving her well emotionally in some way or another? Obviously, yeah. mm-hmm. like, what what is what's this self-abnegation doing for her? Too speculative. Yeah.
0: Well, it, I mean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, for us, finally.
0: We do get the sense, don't we, knowing a little bit about her relationships prior to the show and her life after the show, mm. that she, um, that you know, she experiences a lot of emotional turmoil, a lot of sort of internal and external drama in her life, tumultuous relationships. And there's something about how she's conducting herself on Love Island, you know, where you'd think, like, you know, no holds barred. Everyone is at their most traumatic and their most reactionary and their most flamboyant. But she's sort of doing the opposite. Isn't
1: mm. she? She's been she's, very proper.
0: She's being so proper, and she's she's really. Um, The antithesis of her fun, flirty and feisty uh, alliterative self-descriptions.
1: Yeah, what's going on there? Why is she just... Yeah. Yeah. I'm a bit mystified now. I don't even have a take on this.
2: No.
1: Because she really amped us up and then now she's she's receded. And I'm wondering if it's something particular to Tom or like... She, you know, he reminds her of her big brother or whatever, but, um, so for that reason, he's not attracted to her because he's sort of an, uh, an object of, um, symbolic incest, but that he nevertheless, like keeps her in check in that way or. Something yes, like that. a symbolic
0: incest that might not be a, might not be able to culminate in um, in in the sexual relationship, but nevertheless wants and is placated by his love, mm. like a big brother.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm searching in Google right now for this, but maybe I should be searching in Pornhub.
0: <laughs> for what?
1: <laughs> I'm trying to search for if she has a big brother oh um, well it's
0: almost like she knows her potential she's really trying to limit limit her her potential of what she knows she might be able to be I think she's perhaps very much aware of being on television
2: mm-hmm
0: and that brings me to you know, so she was Miss Newcastle and then Miss Great Britain some years before being on the show. But her villa comrade, Zara, in this season is the current Miss Great Britain, which we've spoken about. So at the time in 2016 was the reigning Miss Great Britain, held the crown at the time of being in the villa and Currently, Daniel is going after her. She's not interested. She's giving him the cold shoulder. She's made it very clear that she sees him not as a lover but just as a friend. Um, Mm -hmm. But we know goes on to, I mean, this is a spoiler, goes on to, have sex with someone in the villa one night. It's a man, I think, that we've not yet met. So it must be um, maybe one of these new three guys coming in next episode. Who's this? Um, this is Zara. Right. Zara um, Toast Noodle Toast, Miss Great Britain. Yeah, yeah.
1: SpongeBob. Um,
0: who? Who? We went into great detail, I think, last episode when you were reading out that article about how she said she'd been brainwashed. And that her mother was very concerned. Yada yada yada. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so she goes on to have sex um, in the house uh, with a male contestant, and then leaves the house under suspicious circumstances. I think um, chose to leave because she'd been told that her mother had fallen ill. And my speculation is that's because her mother had to acknowledge hysterical illness, a sexual being. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, what do you think her actual symptoms, yeah.
0: symptoms were? Oh. Cramps. Like some sort of Dora situation. Yeah, she had cramps. Yeah. Um,
1: she'd been struck with fatal cramping.
0: Oh, my God. Do you think in the womb? <laughs> yes. Like the womb was sort of like trying to grab Zara back into it.
1: Yes. I believe that she developed a suction force in the womb.
0: Oh, that is it probably. I mean, we're not to know, but that sounds
2: right. Yeah.
1: Um, well, I could try Googling it, but Zara, <laughs> mom,
0: Zara's mum
1: illness. <laughs> that might be enough. Um, well, Zara, if you type Zara into Google, it is our Zara that comes up first.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah, it's not, it's not the world's least common name. Um,
0: are, you sh- are you sure the, like, internet multinational clothing brand Zara doesn't come up?
1: No, Zara Holland came no. up top hit.
0: I reckon that's because of your Google search history. I guess it could be. But um, oh, wait, let me just tell the listeners. Mm-hmm. She leaves the house and upon leaving the house, and I think I may have mentioned this in a previous episode, her crown is taken from her. Mm-hmm. Miss Great Britain remove her position and gives it to the runner-up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And she
0: was heartbroken, and it was because she had had sex. Oh wow!
1: So yeah, I'm looking at um, a quote right now from yep. the bosses of the Miss Gra- of Miss Great Britain. We yeah, feel yeah. it important to explain that we have no problem at all with sex. And our contestants slash winners being sexually active and exploring their sexuality with another consensual adult. This has never and will never be a problem. However, we simply cannot condone a reigning title holder doing so on TV. Why not?
0: I know, I know, exactly. It doesn't make any sense. So their, t- their tweet at the time, this Great Britain official, to be clear, we have no problem at all with sex. It is perfectly natural. We simply can't condone what happened on national TV. Yeah. I mean, look at this doublespeak.
1: It's ridiculous. We gave our permission for Zara to enter as our current winner under the stipulation that she did not have sex on TV. Oh. Yes, but then how does that gel with their notion that they didn't care about whether or not she has sex?
0: No, it's completely natural. And we want to. She's allowed to have
1: sex as long as nobody knows about it.
0: And I love that Caroline Flack, RIP, tweeted feel even more sorry for Zara now she's been decrowned. She's a very sweet girl. What even is Miss GB? Are we living in the dark ages?
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: So there's this article here uh, in The Guardian. um, Not that Zara deserves to
1: be Miss GB anyway.
0: Hey. Um, so the reigning Miss Great Britain, Zara Holland, has been stripped of her title after having sex on ITV2 reality show Love Island. Beauty pageant organisers said they had "quote no problem with sex," but said they could not condone Holland's relationship with 24-year-old scaffolder Alex Bowen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wednesdays episode. Wait, Alex Bowen
1: was- wasn't Olivia's surname Bowen as well?
0: Oh,
1: are they Type then? That into porn they hunt. can't be. <laughs> Olivia well, In Bowen, this
0: episode of the show Alex watched Bowen. by around a million viewers featured the two in bed together and what one insider described as a look of delight on Bowen's face although no explicit scenes were shown it was readily apparent what had happened from comments that were featured in the following
1: night's program Oh wait she was Ol- okay she was Olivia Buckland on the show and she's Olivia Bowen now because she married Alex Bowen
0: Oh, My god, so we know that so because Alex Bowen must come into the show soon because he has sex with Zara, so he has sex with him.
1: Zara and then he marries Olivia.
0: Oh my god, so he's a married, he, they've gotten together and they're married now.
1: Yeah, they married in May 2018.
0: Wow. Okay, so that's two. I don't know if our listeners want spoilers, but that's spoil two them, couples spoil now those. Now <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Well, Nathan, who is the um, uh, Cockney chimney sweep mixed Mm -hmm. with a lad, and Cara. um,
1: What's the the Venn diagram on chimney sweeps and lads?
0: Oh, it must be tight.
1: Yeah. There's a little bit of edge on either side, but not much. A
0: little bit. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. they're now they're married with children, Cara and Nathan, and here you are telling me that Olivia and this Alex Bond who is not yet mad. I, I mean, married. I'm glad
1: for Olivia that there was a happy ending because she's really dirty on this episode about how she. Um,
0: oh, she called herself a bruised apple that doesn't get picked from the box.
1: Mm. Can you um, put bruised apples in a pie?
0: Yeah, because no one's going to know.
1: Right. That that should be the answer, shouldn't it be? You should be like, well, sorry, sweetie, but you could be in a pie. Hey. And everybody hey loves now. pies in the post eucalyptus.
0: Um, are you suggesting that we bake Olivia?
1: Mm-hmm. I think We're I accused you of person, being Medea person. last week.
0: Yeah. Look what. Look what's happening. Look how there. the tables have turned. Um, So, Miss Great Britain is fucked. We pride ourselves on promoting the positivity of pageants in modern society and this includes the promotion of a strong, positive female role model in our winners. The feedback we have received from pageant insiders and members of the general public is such that we cannot promote Zara as a positive role model moving forward. Why? There is, like, that there was nothing abjectly wrong about the Sex Act. It is simply that she had sex. It's so strange.
1: Let's – because I think they're fucking morons but let's go – let's take their side for a moment and try and work that out because I guess it's something to do with its skirting close to the notion of pornography, right, like that she would be having sex for the titillation of viewers even though I don't believe that would be –
0: Oh, my God. And that can't be their logic. I mean it could be because – yeah, we, we, we. I don't think it's their it. conscious
1: logic at Miss Great Britain. I don't think they're consciously saying, "Oh, well, she was," you know what I mean. But there's something in that. There's some structure there that's common to pornography and Love Island, because I guess I, I, think if w- sexual, I think it's
0: about female sexuality. I think it's about like f- female fulfillment of their sexual. Needs and desire. I think that's what it is because that does yeah. blatantly go against what a beauty pageant like Miss Great Britain represents, which is that the women are there for titillation as objects. It so as so everybody's navigate, object, as everybody's object, exactly.
1: So if she has sex with one person, then that's that makes that. Yeah, so it fucks with the with her um, general circulation in, in exactly. the psyche of but, Great Britain.
0: But also, like, again, like the Madonna but, and the whore thing. Like, okay, so...
1: But why? if um, they've got no problem with sex, then she should be allowed to do porn. She should be allowed to be in, like, an anal gangbang porn.
2: But
0: that's precisely, like, the opposite of what a beauty pageant is.
1: Yes, I Simple know. No, of course, I know that. But they've said we have no problem with sex. If they have no problem with sex, why did they make a stipulation that she can't have sex on TV?
0: It's nonsensical. It's that, because men can have sex with women, but women can't have sex. It's an impossibility.
1: <laughs> right. Because
0: this is.
1: Could Miss Great Britain exist? if may if miss great britain was yeah miss great britain could exist if miss great britain was a mother i believe that that would that would be possible a young mother
0: um well they've only apparently do, okay so can i I, I looked into Miss Great Britain. I'm not saying recently. being a mother and
1: being a porn star are the same thing, but I'm saying that they both equally mess with the circulation of the sort of virgin. So only nymph. only
0: recently, only recently, they changed the entry requirements because up until recently, you couldn't be a mother.
1: Oh right that that was a stipulate that was actually in the guidelines. You can't be a mother.
0: Yeah, so... I looked into how to apply for Miss Great Britain. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I'm losing it because I was looking into Miss Newcastle. Um, How do I get there? So, um, and I believe that Zara was the only contestant that's ever been decrowned.
1: For Miss Great Britain? Mm Mm-hmm. It never happened except then.
0: No. Following World War II, a number of seaside resorts around the country introduced beauty contests as attractions, which immediately evolved into the national competition Miss Great Britain. The contest began in the summer of 1945. I mean, it's a product of war under the name Bathing Mm -hmm. Beauty Queen, organised by the Morecambe Local Council in partnership with the Sunday Dispatch newspaper. Mm Mm-hmm. The first ever Miss Great Britain final was watched by 4,300 people in a continuous downpour. The winner received mm-hmm. a cup and, according to the local newspaper, a paltry prize of seven guineas as well as a swimsuit. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 prize money increased. The 60s saw the beginning of the decline in British seaside holidays with families increasingly able to afford trips abroad, blah, blah, blah. Okay, the pageant has changed Does it feed
1: into um, Miss Universe?
0: No, so I think Miss England does, but Miss Great Britain doesn't. Right. The pageant has changed dramatically over the years and is now one of the few inclusive systems allowing both married women and mothers to compete. In 2019, a new division, um, unlikely. In 2019, a new division allowing ladies aged 28 years and above was introduced as Miss Great Britain. (laughs) it is so fucked so i look um beauty contests aren't big in australia so like i feel like i'm a little naive when it comes to this shit but it is like what even is it so i looked into it i looked into how you get shortlisted and i looked into how you win and it's this mix of raising money for charity and wearing swimsuits like Mm -hmm. what the fuck is that so like is like this idea of the ideal woman as being both virtuous and charitable and motherly, although not mothers or wives, mm. and also sexy.
1: Yeah, so it wouldn't so, like, be motherly. Raise, It'd be like nymph nymphy.
0: Nymph, yeah, like a like a charitable nymph who can raise money for I don't know. A local special school and also wear a bikini. Mm-hmm. Like it's just so interesting. You've got to be fuckable and also heal the world. So you've got to be fuckable, but you can't be fucked
2: in yeah. the case of
1: Zara. Well, but that's that's the common lot for, for women, isn't it?
0: Yeah. But I, I think. I mean so I mean Sophie also held this
1: fuckably unfucked.
0: Yes. And that this male fantasy that like a woman's seductiveness you know, she ch- has to be seductive. But we need to make sure that her seductiveness isn't hiding a sinister capacity to destroy men. It really has to be this two-dimensional. Oh,
1: now we're now we've come full circle nicely back towards edging. The notion of seduction, yes, being a a a, a masquerade for destruction. Mm. Mm. Um, who was it? Who is, which, which of the woman Lacanians is it that had the theorization of the mask of like, um, femininity is like a series of masks oh, under which femi- there is nothing.
0: Femininity is, ma- it's Riviere. It's
1: Who? Riviere. Right.
0: Um, she spoke about femininity as masquerade.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can you tell us more? Can you woman explain yeah. this to me?
0: Yeah <laughs> um, Jean Riviere had a paper called Defensive femininity." Mm-hmm. And I think if I remember correctly, this idea that a woman, a woman in, in response to the presence of the man, in order to not, in order to not castrate and therefore be cast out, um, needs to perform a certain femininity
2: mm-hmm.
0: in order to maintain a position in relation to the man. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? This is this is me trying to recall a paper that I read a long time ago.
1: Right, but I mean adopting a position with respect to the, another person is one thing but in what way is that masquerade
0: in the in that all personas are i suppose but um,
1: okay then how's it different for the woman cuz we all wear the mask of a persona in that
0: way absolutely i suppose she's just she's just taking time to explicate it
1: right so
0: the, the particular position of the woman
1: what's the name of the paper i can put it in the show notes
0: defensive femininity let me defensive bring it up feminine. i've got it on my computer let's see Joan Riviere's creativity is evinced in this paper she demonstrates this is an introduction to the paper with convincing clinical material a fraudulent femininity in a certain type of woman Not overtly homosexual but not fully heterosexual. This was written a long time ago. This bisexual woman hides a wish for masculinity behind a mask of womanliness to avert anxiety and the retribution she fears from both men and women.
1: Hmm. Wow, 1929 as well.
0: Yeah, so, so early. Riviere traces the roots of the homosexual development in women to frustration during sucking or weaning, which gives rise to intense sadism towards both parents, particularly the mother. This results, as Klein reports in her paper, Early Stages of the Oedipus Conflict, 1928, in an, in an overpowering fear of her mother and consequent need to placate her. Mm-hmm. This paper has been of interest to those who espouse a feminist cause. Um, Stephen, that sounds snarky. Says, do you think? To those who a espouse feminist. a
1: feminist cause. They're,
0: yeah.
1: Um. Well, I'm going to put a link to that paper which I've just found.
0: Oh, here we go. In the go. show notes. It's, I suppose. So sorry. It was. Um,
1: womanliness as masquerade. Uh,
0: the Womanliness as a masquerade. That's right. In yeah. in a chapter on Revere called Defensive Femininity. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: all right, well. How's that?
0: It's pretty interesting though, like both Sophie and Zara like the the drive to compete and to win something like Miss Newcastle on the Great Britain. Uh, I think it it's relevant to to what we might guess. Is the motivation for being on Love Island? Obviously, mm. they're they're pretty similar endeavors. Mm. And it's like this strange mix of wanting on the outside to appear altruistic, right? Like it's all couched in this idea that I'm doing it for the charity and I'm doing for I'm doing it for people in need, and I just want to help as many people as possible. But actually, Underlying that is this this grasping to be loved, mm. to, to be validated as womanly, as woman, as
2: well,
1: lady I mean it it, for both Zara and Sophie, most of the articles have a quote from one of their mothers.
0: Right. I
1: right. don't know exactly what that means, but but somebody's shoving the mask on their faces. <laughs> That's what it seems like.
0: Yes, yes. Okay, bye, everyone.
1: Bye.
2: Stay safe.